Hello, fellow law nerds. Welcome to another episode of Boom Lawyered, a rewired news group podcast hosted by the legal journalism team that stands soon to be Assistant U.S. Attorney General Kristen Clark. Woo woo! I'm woo! Imani Gandhi. Imani Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jess Piclo. Rewired News Group is dedicated to inspiring you to own your relationship to sex, abortion, parenthood, and power. And the Team Legal Podcast is part of that mission. So a big thanks to our subscribers and a welcome to our new listeners. Jess. Yeah? Texas won't stop Texasing all over the place. Oh, Texas, come on, Can man. Can we just get it to goddamn together? What is going on in Texas? We adore you, Texas, but like... But also Amani, get it together. Get it together. Seriously. For real. So we're going to get into a proposed Texas bill that is really an effort by Texas Republicans to just stick it to trans kids. Because that seems mm -hmm. to be what Republicans are all about these days, just sticking it to trans kids. But Texas is going a little bit further than most of these stick it to trans kids states. They have proposed a bill that would separate trans kids from their families if their families provide their own children with gender affirming health care. I need to take a second. I think we all do. I really think we all. Maybe we should go get drinks and then come I back. I mean. Because this is absurd. This bill is bonkers. It effectively redefines child abuse to include affirming your child's gender. The bill is called SB 1646, and it would prohibit parents from administering, supplying, or consenting to, or assisting in the administering or supplying of puberty suppression prescription drug or cross-sex hormones to a child, other than an intersex child, for the purpose of gender transitioning or gender reassignment. That's a lot of words, to basically say that parents cannot provide puberty blockers, hormone replacement therapy, or surgery if that is what they decide, their child decides, in conjunction with their doctors. They're saying, nope, you can't do that. That is child abuse. I mean, this is unheard of and mm -hmm. unheard of even in all of these attacks on trans kids and their families. It really is. I mean, Arkansas passed yeah. the country's first ever transgender medical ban for minors earlier this month. Yep, it, we talked about that. Right, we talked about that. That bill prohibits trans youth from accessing puberty blockers, hormone replacement therapy, and surgeries. Mm -hmm. Now, there are about 17 other states like Florida and Louisiana and all of these other regressive gerrymandered states. I'm not saying red states anymore because they are heavily gerrymandered and voter-suppressed states. But these states are considering similar trans medical bans. Mm -hmm. But what makes Texas's bill unique is its target. It's just aiming its target on the parents of trans kids rather than medical providers. So Texas is just one of two states that is doing this. The other is New Hampshire, which we don't really talk about New Hampshire a lot. What the hell, New Hampshire? You're usually okay. You're usually pretty cool. What are you doing? Why are you jumping on this bandwagon? It's terrible. But, you know, they're considering a trans medical ban that classifies gender-affirming care as child abuse. I think maybe I know where they got this idea from. So last year, there was a kind of high-profile lawsuit slash custody fight in, like, legal nerd circles in Texas, and it involved this very issue. So there's this guy, Jeffrey Younger, and he claimed his ex-wife was abusing their child because she was supportive of their child's gender transition. Mm -hmm. The case became a 
big fucking deal on the right and with men's rights activists, which <gasps> surprise, surprise Shocking. there, right? Like there is Amani's shocked face. Yep. But it was such a big deal that even Ted Cruz and Donald Trump Jr. chimed in to support Younger and call on the state of Texas to investigate a custody dispute. A U.S. senator is like, yo, Paxton, <laughs> chime in on this interpersonal dispute. Like, what? Yeah. So, so that was happening. And so now conservatives in the Texas legislature have introduced a bill on this very same issue. I'm saying it might not be a coincidence. Uh, it doesn't really sound like a coincidence, does it? No, it really doesn't. So this is bad. This is really, really bad. Really bad. But do you think it's going to pass? You know what? It doesn't even really matter, right? Because the simple fact of introducing this sort of bill does harm, right? Like if you oh, think yeah, about... Oh, yeah, this is a really important point. Let's talk about this. So if you think about... Abortion. If you think about some of these extreme pre-viability abortion bans, which are, mm -hmm. say it with me, unconstitutional. unconstitutional. Jazz hands. We're both doing jazz hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you get these really extreme six-week bans. And when you say, okay, we'll ban abortion at six week, and then maybe, you know, a John Kasich from Ohio says, no, we're not going to do that. I'm going to veto the ban. It makes it seem like less extreme bans, like 20-week abortion bans, are mm -hmm. more reasonable, even though 20-week bans are just as unconstitutional. But folks who aren't particularly invested in this issue will make it seem, well, hang on, Dexter. He's upset at Texas, <laughs> and rightly so. He is upset. Sincerely, like Dexter gets it. Dexter absolutely. Why doesn't Ted Cruz get it? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know if this is all staying in the show. I'm just going to say that it makes these freaking bans seem more reasonable, right? So a law that targets trans kids' parents for mm -hmm. like criminalization because they just love their kids makes it seem like a ban that just says, oh, trans kids can't play sports. Trans girls can't play sports on girls team. That makes that kind of law seem more reasonable when they're totally. both unreasonable. They're both transphobic and they're both 100 percent bullshit. Yes. And, you know, this is an attack that is not limited to trans kids and their families, right? Oh. You, you got to think about what lawmakers are doing here in Texas. They mm -hmm. are trying to redefine what constitutes child abuse to include loving and supporting trans and non-binary kids. Right. So, like, as a parent here, yeah. I'm thinking... What do I do? Like, what do I do if my child is expressing any sort of gender nonconforming behavior? Do I not support them? Isn't that engaging in child abuse? Like, sincerely, not supporting your children is abusive. Is. And the state of Texas is like, nah, actually, that's kind of cool. It's. It's absolutely shocking. And it also goes against everything that medical just, professionals are saying, right? Like Jeffrey Younger, who is the father of this, this trans girl, Luna Younger, was apparently saying, well, you know, I'd be fine with, and of course, you know, he's misgendering and dead naming her, which I'm not going to do, but yes. saying I would be fine if she wants to, you know, dress like a girl when she's 18. But psychologists say that this sort of wait and see approach is actually damaging to children. You're damaging your kids. And Texas is saying, no, keep doing that, please. Please keep damaging your children. I just, 
I feel for the families. I really do. And this is actually, I mean, this is not a minor issue. Like, this is not just us picking up some outlier bill and making a big stink about it. This is a huge deal because we have a case that the Supreme Court is going to decide in a couple of months, likely, called Fulton v. City of Philadelphia. We've done podcasts on that. You should go back and listen to them. But this case is sort of just lurking in the background, like, like, like the boogeyman in the woods. And it's, it's, it's really frightening. So could you just maybe share with our listeners who may not know what this case is about? Just give them a little primer on how screwed up that case is. Yeah. So the Supreme Court right now is considering whether or not religiously affiliated social service agencies can get taxpayer money and discriminate in placing kids with LGBTQ families. So Catholic Social Services had a contract with the city of Philadelphia to place kids in foster care situations and adoptive families and decided, you know what? Because we're Catholic Social Services, we're not cool with placing kids with LGBTQ families because we have a religious objection to same-sex marriage, which, just going to let that sit there for a second. And the city of Philadelphia said, okay, you know what? We respect your religious objection. We're just not going to give you any taxpayer money for it. And... Catholic Social Services got all upset about that. They got big mad and they sued. And so now the, you know, Kavanaugh court is basically going to decide whether or not we greenlight that kind of discrimination. But what this means is that if the court were to say, yes, religious affiliated places like Catholic Social Services can engage in this kind of behavior, then we will see kids being taken out of loving homes and placed into repressive ones, right? Like evangelicals believe in things like conversion therapy, where you pray the gay away or you, in extreme situations, beat the gay away, right? right? And like they're claiming a First Amendment right to engage in this kind of behavior. And we've got trans kids and their families ping-ponging in this political battle. And it's just... You know, so yeah, like you said, we're waiting for the court to drop its opinion. It could drop it next week. It could drop it at the end of June. And meanwhile, we have, you know, kids who are in, you know, states facilities in foster care situations and private homes just waiting to see whether or not they can land with with families who want them or not. And it's just it's all too much. The thing that you have to remember with these bills is that Texas lawmakers are taking a page from the anti-choice playbook by introducing copycat bills, right? This is astroturf advocacy. You get a bill in Texas that attacks the parents of trans kids. Then you get a bill in New Hampshire, which really still New Hampshire. I'm confused as to why you're even involved. Usually you're pretty cool. The Granite State is usually pretty low key. What is going on? (laughs) You never hear shit about New Hampshire, right? And so then you get New Hampshire's going to do it and you can be you can bet your bottom dollar any style that florida will follow and arkansas will follow and south dakota north dakota north there's no north virginia i almost said north virginia that's not even really a state but they'll make it a state and then they will attack the parents of trans kids it's just it's just they introduce these really extreme bills Mm -hmm. to make other bills seem more reasonable and i just need people not to fall for it and to tell your friends tell your family members who may not be too keen or too up to date on what these issues regarding trans advocacy involve you have to let them know that this is bad yes but it's also sort of a pipeline to something that seems reasonable but which is going to be worse because it will be spread throughout the country 
And I want to go back to this point that you made earlier, because I think it's so important. Attacks on trans folks are never limited to only trans folks. And so this is something that I feel like we just like, I can't shout this from the highest mountaintop here in Colorado. These attacks are not going to be limited to trans folks. How do we know? We've got the evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so North Carolina is doing some funny business, and we're not going to go into it too much, but this is just an excellent example. They've got this bill, Senate Bill 514, which would ban people under the age of 21 from getting the transition health care they need to. So, like one of these copycat bills, like you're saying. Yep. Except North Carolina's bill goes further. It would also require state employees to out trans and queer kids to their parents. What? Yes. What? So listen, listen, <laughs> I sincerely. Can't. I don't want to. <laughs> Do I have to? Take your fingers out of your uh, ears, Amani. Okay. We need to discuss this. Ah, uh, fine. If a child displays, quote, symptoms of gender dysphoria, gender nonconformity, or otherwise demonstrates a desire to be treated in a manner incongruent with the minor's sex, what? What? I, I don't. I can't. Then the state of North Carolina says that folks have to notify the child's parents or guardian. Like, okay, so I want to wear pants. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Does that mean that my parents get a call? It sounds extreme, but that's a legitimate question. Absolutely. If you want to, is your kid's hair, is, is your son's hair a little bit long? Maybe there, yeah. maybe maybe that's expressing gender nonconformity behavior. Does your does your daughter like short hair? Does your daughter a tomboy? You know, this was an actual case in Nebraska not that long ago. In like 2016, there was a girl with short hair, and they were like, "We don't know if she can play soccer. She looks a lot like a boy." I mean, what is this, Ladybugs? <laughs> like, I mean, do you remember that movie Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield, where they got to boy the, the boy to play on the fucking girls' soccer team? God, that movie was infuriating. But yeah, this is this is truly appalling, and it's sort of similar to these the the bathroom panic, right? Where you have yeah. people in bathrooms trying to police the way people look and attacking maybe butch lesbians for being mm-hmm. men because they don't quote conform to what women are supposed to look like. Like if you're not wearing a full face of makeup and if you don't have feathered bangs, then apparently you're gender nonconforming, and that's an, that's a reason for. You to be outed to your parents. Right. And imagine if your parents are abusive. Imagine if you live, imagine if you're a foster child living right. with an abusive family because you've been taken away from your own family because Texas is trying to stick it to you. They put you in some Christian evangelical home and then your teacher is going to call these people up and be like, Jess is wearing pants. Are you sure she's a girl? What, I mean, what the fuck are we doing here, people? Even last year, when the Supreme Court heard arguments in the Bostock and the Harris funeral homes cases, which we've talked about a lot, right? Neil Gorsuch gave us that great decision that said federal employment law protects trans and LGBTQ folks. Guess what conservatives were arguing in defense of their actions? They were just enforcing dress codes. This wasn't about discriminating against trans people. They just wanted to enforce a dress code. So remember... These attacks are never limited to trans folks and their families. They're coming for you, too. They are. So is there, like, any pushback to all of this terrible legislating? Please tell me that this isn't just, like, happening without anybody doing something about it. Well, actually, the NCAA 
Which, what? Yeah, the NCAA just announced that it is considering pulling events in states with anti-trans bills. And considering there are like 28 states right now that are considering such bills, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, the NCAA, it's a, that's a huge organization, right? I mean, do you remember back when North Carolina tried to pass its bathroom panic bill? The NCAA was like, no, we're not having the final four here. We're out. And North Carolina was like, wait, wait, come back, come back, come back. They were like, freaking, freaking rose do it, Rose fucking do it, Bucator, on the goddamn raft. Be like, ah, come back, come back. I'm still mad at her. There was room on that raft, man. Move over. That is too funny. You just let your, you let your frozen boyfriend just sink to the bottom of the North Atlantic. That is rude as fuck. But I digress. I digress. That's what should happen to all of these anti-trans Yes, they Let them sink to the bottom, to of, the the bottom Atlantic. of the Atlantic. It exactly. is a really weird place for me as a sports fan to be on the side of the NCAA. But right. here I am. Right. Here I am. They should be doing this because you know what? There are states that are banning athletes from competing in their own states. Yeah. So since 2010, the NCAA has had a policy of allowing transgender women to compete in college athletics with their peers, right? Mm -hmm. So like there's a whole crop of athletes that the NCAA has to advocate for and like Louisiana knock this shit off, right? Yeah, yeah. They would like to show up for the final four. Yeah, yeah. So we've got places like Tennessee, Mississippi, and Arkansas who have already passed bills that would remove the ability of trans girls to participate in girls' sports. So I don't know. Those are some pretty big places when it comes to NCAA athletics. Yeah. Have you been to Tennessee? Uh, Do you know how they feel about their sports? Arkansas, Fayetteville, like you've got some great facilities there. All right. And, and Sorry, and I was going to say, and it's not just the NCAA, right? It's also the NBA, right? Remember yeah. in 2016, again, going back to this bathroom panic in, in North Carolina, the NBA moved their 2017 All-Star game from Charlotte to New Orleans in response yes. to this bathroom panic. So, you know, there are... And, and, and it's similar with the with the 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 baseball people, the baseball people, the <laughs> baseball people, <laughs> Major the League hit baseball. the ball with the stick. Yeah, the sporty stick people. You know those people. They're but coming to Denver. They're coming to Denver in in response to Georgia's voter suppression law. So there is a lot of room for organizations like the NCAA, like the baseball people, like the basketball people to actually take a stand because that's what some of these that's what people in these states care about. You know, they yeah. care about these big sporting events coming to their states. And if they're not coming to their states because somebody wants to use a goddamn bathroom, then that's going to that is going to piss off people who live in the States, which in turn is going to make them mad at their representatives, which in turn might lead to rolling back these kinds of anti-trans laws. So, yeah. And I just think, you know, particularly with the NCAA, it is so important that they are taking a stand. And I encourage them to even go further because the argument from conservatives is such bad faith. We've talked about this with Arkansas. They don't care about girls' sports. They don't care about women's athletics. They do not care about gender equity in sports. The not threat to women's athletics is not from trans equality and participation. The threat is from being under-resourced and predators in the midst in coaching. Like that, those are the threats. And, you know, there have been some really good advocacy steps by athletes in these spaces. And so seeing the NCAA take a stand here and start and continue that conversation, I think is important. Because like you said, we've got, you know, over half of the states in this country are considering types of legislation attacking trans families and, and their kids. And this is just... Like, 
corporations, we're going to have to like, there's, there's got to be muscle behind this and standing up for trans folks and, and trans kids is, is a good place. Yep. Yep. Please stand up for trans folks and trans kids. Stop attacking trans, leave trans kids alone. I don't, I uh, leave them alone. There are other things to legislate. We there don't need really to legislate are. this. Really are. So. Stop, stop being panty sniffers. I don't like it. It's weird. Um, and on that note, <laughs> I'm going to close on panty sniffers. If you'd like to talk to Jess or I about anything, you can follow me on Twitter at Angry Black Lady. You can follow Jess on Twitter at Hegemommy, H-E-G-E-M-O-M-M-Y. You can and should follow Rewire News Group on Twitter and Instagram. You should join our Facebook group and you should give us all of your money. RewireNewsGroup.com slash BoomGive. You know, you got to help us keep this boom lawyered ship afloat, this boom lawyered barge afloat, because it's important to do so. And on that note, what are we going to do? We're going to see you on the tubes, folks. See you on the tubes. See you on the barge. See you on the inner tubes on the barge, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Boom Lawyered is created and hosted by Jessica Mason Piclo and Imani Gandhi. Mark Filetti produces the show. 